Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 103. And I have been recording uh, my other podcast uh, a bunch this week because I am on a little self-created writer's retreat, which also is a podcasting retreat (laughs) because the the other project is the the book for young people that I'm working on so I was able to spend some time just diving into that and uh and because of that it also was like well why don't I go ahead and record the podcast too because that sort of assists in that writing process so um yeah but the sound quality is probably a little tiny bit different because I am not in my usual kind of spot which has lots of cloth and things that kind of cushion the sound I'm in a little I'm in a, I'm in a closet but it's kind of an echoey closet so uh, if things sound a little different that is why so today's blog is um, I'm trying to think of what inspired this it, it's a it's about uh, cafe culture I feel like I was just sitting in a cafe feeling totally like unhappy and uh looking around me and going like, ugh, (laughs) I think that's where this came from. Um, But anyway, it is called Cafe Culture's Death by Proliferation. When I was in high school, I fantasized about starting a cafe. It was going to be called The Bridge. And there, people would hang out, meet each other, read, play board games, and eat and drink. I was particularly keen on finding some Vietnamese lemonade that I'd had a few months before and putting that on the menu. This was the late 80s, early 90s, so Starbucks hadn't made its way to my neck of the woods yet, and coffee shops weren't really a thing where I lived. I really wanted them to be a thing, though. Not so much for the coffee, as I was not yet a coffee drinker, but for the relationships and the art. I dreamed of a quirky Virginia version of a Freud-era Austrian cafe combined with a Paris in the 20s coffee house. I imagined a world where artists would get together and talk about ideas. I pictured 20th century flaneurs sharing their stories with painters and writers and philosophers alike. I don't know that any such thing ever existed in the way that I imagined it. The café in Don Powell's Wicked Pavilion has some of the qualities I imagined, combined with some of the realities of actual artistic life. She absolutely nails how artists are usually the ones talking about money and the business people have the freedom to talk about art. Anyway, I grew up. I developed a love of coffee. I picked up a habit slash practice of writing in cafés, and I've been doing it for over 20 years. To my delight... There has been an explosion of coffee shops and cafes since I dreamed of inventing one. I am usually spoiled for choice everywhere I go. But the cafe culture that I imagined all those years ago seems to be dead. Now, when I go to cafes, everyone is on their laptops or having business meetings. It feels like visiting an open-plan office rather than hanging out in a cultural hotbed. It used to feel a little bit romantic to be writing with my pen and paper in a coffee shop. Now I feel like, well, let me describe it this way. When I was in college, a student arrived who wore velvet dresses and played the lute 
She went everywhere like that. She was really sweet, and I enjoyed her a lot, but one had the sense that she was a woman a bit out of step with her time. I feel like that lute player in coffee shops now. Except the difference is that I used to be surrounded by other lute players, and slowly but surely all the lute players disappeared and were replaced by baby-faced boys in suits and fancy shirts. Some cafes try to address the loss of their lute players by disallowing laptops, but it only serves to make them seem cranky and dictatorial. I don't know what the answer is. I'm very sad that there are so few places that are actually cool anymore. Almost every place I go is just lame. Not because of the place, really, but just because everyone is there, on their computer, or on their phone, or just generally not present in the place they are. I don't know how I find that cafe I dreamed of as a teen. Maybe I have to start one and implement a dress code of velvet dresses. Loot players only. Someone asked me uh, what happened to the, the loot player, and I, and I, I have no idea. I'm very s- sorry to say I don't remember her name even. Um, yeah, I, we were in a music theory class together, and I, and I have no memory of her name, but I have a very clear memory of sitting on a, a sofa in the music classroom, which was like, I don't know why there was a sofa in the classroom now that I think about it. But anyway, we sat on a sofa there for our class. Um, It was a very small class and we sat on a sofa. And I I think her name begins with a C. Anyway, I I hope she's doing well and still playing the lute by God in that velvet dress. Uh, Yeah, and funny, this one, this post got like there's a, a WordPress does this thing where if you're also a blogger, you know you sort of have a um, like an ability to like the the post within WordPress. And you know I don't get a lot of those likes from other bloggers, but this post got a lot. <laughs> like I mean I don't know about a lot, a lot, but like a lot more than usual. Like usually it's like one, maybe two. There were five on this one, so I'm guessing there's some some loot players among the blogging community. <laughs> Uh, metaphorically speaking, that is, I, I don't think many people actually play the lute anymore. Uh, and if you, by God, if you know a cafe that is not lame, especially in New York City where I live, <laughs> please tell me about it because everywhere is lame. Like literally everywhere is lame. I mean, they're all fine. I can do the job there, but you know. Anyway. <sighs> uh, so what can I tell you? Um, what I'm going to put here, a song I'm going to put is, uh, another lullaby. This one is a Spanish lullaby. Um, and I've recorded now two. I have a possible third on the horizon, but I'm, I'm hesitating about it. Um, what I would love is to, to find out some sort of more culturally specific, um, lullabies, you know, those of particularly the populations that are, uh, separated at the moment here in this country, <clears throat> to our shame. Um, so any songs from Guatemala, Honduras, Ecuador, uh, I think those are some of the countries that are, are, are represented, but also a lot of indigenous languages um, would be represented, in, and I have no idea how to even go about searching for such lullabies. Um, yeah, 
I think, you know, the from what I understand, Spanish lullabies are called canciones de cuna. Um, and they mostly travel, you know, they, they're with like some lyric changes between cultures. But um, but I'm sure there are actually, you know, culturally specific lullabies that just I just don't know about yet. So if you know some, please, please, please share them with me. And uh, the translation for my lullaby is in progress. So we shall, we, we will, I'm excited. <laughs> My friend in, in, uh, in uh, Uruguay is, is working on that. So that's exciting. Uh, anyway, so this lullaby is um, called A La Nanita, Nana. And it is, uh, I love it. I, just, I think it's so gorgeous. <laughs> Um, it's got a kind of an interesting origin story um, that I don't know all of, so I'm not going to tell it to you. But um, if you're interested in it, look it up because it's kind of, it's kind of had a funny journey, um, and it doesn't sound like your average lullaby for sure. And apparently, it's often uh, played at Christmas. It has a kind of a Christmas vibe, apparently. But yeah, it's super fun to sing, and um, it was actually fairly hard to learn. Like it got stuck in my head, but there there are some tricky tricky bits tricky bits to it. So I figured I'd put this one here because I could imagine it being played with a lute. No problem. The other Spanish lullaby I recorded is not quite so lute friendly, but this one I think could definitely be played with a lute. Uh, so if, if you're a lute player, uh, let's do it. Let's play it together. Uh, here it is. A la nanita nana. Bendito sea, bendito sea. A la nanita, nana, nanita, ella, nanita, ella. Mi niña tiene sueño, bendito sea, bendito sea. Fantasita que corre, clara y sonora. El señor que en la selva, cantando llora. Nanita, eh. 